Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream, install a Ream, Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Hello and welcome to AFL Trade Exchange on Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres. This trade period, Riley Beveridge here with Cal Toomey will be taking you through the next hour. And it's going to be a big hour, Cal. It is a big hour. Riley, good to be with you. You've just broken a story on afl.com.au about Brisbane Lions. Resigning, Yes, Darcy Gardner. So one of only two restricted free agents left unsigned heading into this year's trade period, of course, with Collingwood's Jordan Dugowie, has agreed to a long-term deal at the Lions. So that takes one of them off the market. So there's only Jordan Dugowie, as we mentioned. But yeah, it's a good deal for Brisbane. Um, it's... I think mean, he's an important player for them. He's played 154 games for the club over a long period now, free agent going into this year. And a player that's held up a key position spot in that back line for such a long period of time. He was an ever-present this year. Um, and he threw out their finals campaigns and had a really good season as well. So a good deal for Brisbane. He'll beat the club for long term. And also joined the club when it was at the lower depths, didn't yes. he? And was a, a key part of that build and has had some injury setbacks in 2021 in particular. Mm. But... Played 21 games this year, so as you say, was a, a consistent player. Good final series as well for them, and I think that was probably important too. So this one's been negotiated over a long time. We wrote yep. about it inside trading probably mid-year. Mm-hmm. The talks were underway at that point, but uh, good get for the Lions to lock him away. And had some interest from Victoria as well. We've, we've spoken numerous times throughout the year and throughout the last couple of days about just how sought after key defenders are and experienced key defenders across the competition. There's not too many of them. So I think a club saw club saw Darcy Gardner in his position as a free agent and thought it's a good opportunity for us to make inquiries and to see whether or not he's available. But this is why it's such a big win for Brisbane, the fact that he has signed long-term. Well, that's right. And the added yeah, capability of being a free agent too and, and having the pass to just go. Although, as you say, restricted free agents are a, a match bid could have occurred had he yes. opted to go somewhere, but they, they really do. Um, another key defender off the conveyor belt for this time around. There's not many left on the free agency key defender conveyor belt. No, there's not. Zane Cordy's been offered a two-year deal yes. at the Dogs, hasn't yet signed on. So uh, there's not heaps, though, for, for clubs looking for those ready-made players who aren't going to cost them in a trade. But we're interested now to see what some of those targets are around the competition from a key defensive point of view. Yes. We have Craig Cameron, Gold Coast List boss, coming on the show later in the hour. That'll be an interesting interview, Cal. Yes, it will. Lots to talk about there. Clearly, uh, Ben Long uh, is headed to the Suns, but a lot of discussion around Jack Bowes and Pick 7 mm-hmm. and what that all means and how that's all going to play out. So plenty on the Suns' plate as they uh, make a bit of a I'd call it a cycle breaker this year yes. throughout their trade period. We've spoken a lot about salary cap space being the new weapon in the trade market. And we wrote about that about a month ago and, and it looks like coming to fruition on a lot of fronts. And, and this is a big one as well, which club can take or make the best use of its salary cap position to you know, enhance its draft position as well. 
plenty on Gold Coast plate, plenty on our plate, plenty on your plate, Cal, because this morning I wake up and AFL.com.au's got a good story which would have excited Sydney fans that the Swans are in talks around locking away Tom Papley, who we spoke about yesterday as a pre-agent. Yeah, he said he's going to be one of the hottest pre-agents <laughs> or free agents of next year, but uh, I don't think it's going to get to that. Their talks have ramped up, as we wrote on AFL.com.au this morning, to lock down Tom Papley on a long-term deal. Now, due to hit his free agency year next year, but discussions have developed in recent weeks and uh, I think he's likely to be tied down well before he hits his free agency year next year. So we know that, that I think it's testament as well to what the Swans are as a footy club and yes. the culture there and also the coach, John Longmore, and his relationships with players that three years ago, Tom Papley can put up his hand so vigorously and say, get me to Carlton, mm-hmm. even though he was contracted at the time. But three years ago, he can do that. And then having not been successful in that bid, then walk back into the footy club and have the next three best years of his career. Yes. Continually. You know, I think he was an All-Australian in 2021, but he's, he says that his 2022 season was better. Yep. And I think it was in terms of the impact in the midfield. He and, just missed the start of the year, which probably hurt his All-Australian host. Correct. Correct. And had he not missed that first six weeks and also been a little bit rusty on coming back, then he would have been in that All-Australian team, I'm, I'm certain of it. So it says a lot about the culture of the Swans that they're able to turn some around and then be happy to, at this point, be in discussions on a long-term deal. So Callum Mills signed a six-year deal recently yep. in the same position. They're both due to be free agents next year. So as we spoke about yesterday, the power of the, the, the good pre-agent, if you're a good pre-agent, you're in a really strong position to uh, to work out what you do next. It's funny, I love – like. All clubs would want to do it, but it's a it's a it's a tactic that a few in particular have been able to master recently. So Sydney have now done it with Cal Mills, and they're edging closer as you write on AFL.com.au to doing it with Tom Papley. Carlton have done it with Charlie Curnow, and they're edging closer to doing it with Harry Mackay. And Carlton Ma- sort of did it a little bit with Sam Walsh too. Yes, you know they, they yes. re-signed him. I know he wasn't going to be a free agent it was in January, wasn't it? it was in January or February, and yeah. they got him through to his his eighth year when he was going to hit free agency. Carlton also did it with Jacob Wiedering a few years ago as yes. well. They got him past his free agency mm-hmm. too. So those those big deals to get him either to or past, um, and also that gives you a little bit of as a player gives you. If you can get to free agency, you'll get past that that security um, if you do want to leave down the track, which brings us to Josh Dunkley as well. So yeah. he, he's an interesting one in that very few players sort of come out at their seventh year as uh, an out-of-contract player mm. and then request a trade if you're a top liner. Usually it's at the eight-year mark because then you can actually uh, go as a free agent and, and you're more easy to get to where you want to go yeah. or you're a six-year player and, and then a trade is – constructed but as a 70 player that's that's a unique position mm. and that gives then the bulldogs in this case not the upper hand but it does give them some meat on the bones when they're going yeah. to the trade table to say well he's not a free agent and if he if he did walk to the preseason draft north melbourne has a lot of cash i'm sure they'd be willing to to pick him up and so would the bombers and, and so would uh, other clubs who have been interested in port adelaide comes first in the preseason order before brisbane does so uh, that's where the events of overnight of him winning the best and fairest yeah. create a whole different landscape, don't they, in terms of what uh, he's worth and how that deal Does unfolds. it change his value? Well, it, it underlines his value. Yeah. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it underlines his value. It doesn't happen often, does it? I've seen some examples mm. um, a little while ago. Peter Bell yeah. um, won the best and fairest and then was traded – uh, Patrick Dangerfield, and he was probably one of the more recent examples, wasn't he? 
but a free agent sort of a restricted free agent, but it does change his circumstance somewhat. It it did because restricted changed it because they actually sort of they didn't officially match the bid, but they said yeah. they were going to, to, yeah. to eke out more than just a single pick. So, yeah, it does create a different landscape, I think, for the Dunkley deal and how that gets done. Peter Bell, even though it was 22 years ago, might be the most similar in the sense that he was 24 at the time, had just won a best and fairest, was moving into state when he was going to Fremantle. That was for pick six, pick eight, pick 37, and Jess Sinclair got that deal done. But yeah, it, a lot's changed and a lot of values of players have changed. And Lockie yeah. Neal went... Across at 25 yep. with a couple of best and fairests. Yes. But also was contracted. Yes. So that's where there was a slight difference there. And, and again, pre-agent, as we spoke about yesterday. This is the Trade Exchange. Thanks to Repco Authorised Service for expert car service. Book into your local Repco Authorised Service centre. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Hit the road with a one in four chance to win with the Monopoly game at Macca.com.au. AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream. Install a Ream. Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. In case you missed our story on afl.com.au from earlier today, Darcy Gardner, one of just two remaining restricted free agents still available on the market, has agreed to a long-term deal at Brisbane. It leaves Jordan Degoe as the last remaining RFA on the market. Cal, you got an update for us on Toby Bedford. Well, he's got a decision to make, Toby Bedford. He mm. is wanted by Melbourne, who's got an offer in front of him at Melbourne, as you've written about previously in inside trading roles, but also has significant interest from the Giants. And my understanding was up in Sydney this week, catching up with the Giants and has met with them a couple of times in recent times. So small forward there at Melbourne at the moment, out of contract with a call to make on his future. Look, I like what he's been able to do and clearly do uh, from Melbourne's point of view as well. I mean, when he's come in and played and actually started on the field, he's, yeah. he's, he's had a good impact. He played 16 games this year, but probably half of them were, whereas the, the medical yeah. sub sometimes was activated. Uh, most of the times was not, but uh, has some ability. Also has a couple of small forwards in front of him at Melbourne, but is a member of that Next Generation Academy program and came through the, the club that way and has strong ties to, to the footy club. So I think he's uh, weighing up that decision at the moment, which way he goes. But certainly interest from the Giants and, and a lot of interest from Melbourne to keep him too. So I think 10 of his 16 games was the medical sub. And in those 10 games, only two, twice did he get on the field. So mm. it would have been a frustrating season for him in the sense that eight, times he was in the 23 but didn't play but as you mentioned had a really good impact when he did play there's a couple of games I remember the Hawthorne game when they had a few injuries and a few out with COVID I think and came yep. in and kicked a couple of goals and looked really really solid for them of course the Giants losing Bobby Hill mm. for their four small forward ranks have been after a small forward even if they'd kept Hill last year they were looking for small forward assistance as well they eyed a couple in the draft didn't end up taking them at the top end but uh, Bedford clearly has been on their radar Good little player. I really like him. Jack Graham was reported 
yesterday in Inside Trading and on Trade Radio earlier in the day uh, has some significant interest now from Port Adelaide. Uh, as we reported last night in Inside Trading, though, the quirk in that contract. The quirk. He's got, in reality, two years to run as opposed to one. So he's got a trigger, which if he stays at Richmond would be easily and comfortably reached early next year, yeah. uh, which would ensure his future until 2024. So basically his, his contract's geared towards free agency. And the bit about that as well is that players, as you say, want to cash in. Mm-hmm. And by getting traded now or, or opting to move, he will waive his rights to be a free agent yeah. at any point, really, mm. unless he's delisted down the track. So that then requires, does this become your free agency deal, your big five-year and your, your big six-year? You see up to sort of a six-year level, probably not, but there's the sort of premium guys. Mm-hmm. But um, he's certainly with two years to go, as you say, you'd be wanting at least an extra couple more on top of that to, yep. to make worth of this uh, big career move that he's you know, weighing up, clearly having gone across to, to meet with the power uh, earlier this week. Do you like that deal for Port Adelaide if it was to go ahead? I think he's a good addition. Yeah. I think they uh, they clearly look at, at Josh Dunkley and, and they're very different players. Uh, Dunkley's ability to go forward, he kicked 20-odd goals this year. Yeah. His marking ability, his, his extra 10 centimetres of height on Jack Graham gives him a whole different dynamic. But they still obviously are, are looking to beef up that, that midfield group given um, – this the interest now in, in Jack Graham as as not the backup but you know the the plan B I guess you could yeah. say so look I think he'd, he'd add something definitely he wants to play more midfield he hasn't been playing significant midfield time at Richmond um, so there is that factor within what he's got to do and and what the power might be able to offer him but look he's I think Ollie Wines would like to have him yeah. alongside him and yeah. and some of their players alongside we know. Trav Boak probably next year you'd think you'd think would be his last year at AFL level, but he keeps on powering on. Butters will play more inside there um, next year. Connor Rosie as well. Yep. So look, there's the pieces there of a really strong midfield. Let's not forget they made the preliminary final two years in a row as well recently. So I still really like what Port's list mm-hmm. has about it. Completely agree. Big story in inside trading last night on AFL.com.au that you wrote West Coast has interest in potentially splitting pick number two. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, and I, they've been open about that to other clubs as well. And this isn't just in regards to Luke Jackson because pick number two wasn't on, put on the table as part of the Luke Jackson discussion and their interest in Luke Jackson. But they did speak you know, publicly about how they could split that and then turn two into a couple of picks and then offer one of them for Jackson or yep. however that could work. But separate to the let's, – let's park the Jackson discussion – for a second, even if that's not related to this, I still think that number two pick is is up for grabs for a club that is willing to offer up a, a couple of early selections. And in this year's draft, what does that mean? What's the what's what sort of area of the draft do you still want to have a, a hold in, and what yep. area you're still happy enough to go back into? Do you see there being? I mean, you've written about your fantastic five and your a, super seven and your super elite seven, eight. And yeah, is, super is, seven is, became the elite eight in 2018, and they've actually stacked up pretty well. <laughs> the, King, the King boys, uh, Sam Walsh, Bailey Smith, Connor Rosie, Rankin and Lacocious. Rankin, Lacocious, and I think Nick Blakey. Yes. So is there a point? And recruiters obviously will have different views to you, but is there a point in your mind that you wouldn't want to trade beyond if you've got one of those blue chip top of the range picks? Well, it's as we've spoken about with North Melbourne offering up pick one as well. What's the what's the the grand total of 
two or three options and is the two or three better than the one. Still top enders win your premierships and you want your best players to be the best players in the competition. Can they be game changers? And, and the best players usually come inside that top 10, don't they? That's just the, the, the law of averages to suggest that's the case. I think initially you'd want to pick still in the in the top eight or so if you're going yeah. to be moving back from one or two. And then if it's – but if it's eight and 13, you might be okay. Oh, we're happy with that. But if it's eight and 18, are you happy still? Mm. Or if it's eight and a future first, are you happy enough with that as well? Look, there's a couple of West Australians who might be in that sort of range. If West Coast did go back, Ruben Ginby, I rate really highly as a, a taller inside mid who can also play as a, a marking half back. Elijah Hewitt and Jed Bustlinger, they might be available a bit deeper into the first round as well. So um, they're probably the, the leading three West Australians at this point. But also West Coast has shown that it's comfortable picking players who aren't from, from yes. WA Campbell Chester. They were very comfortable to take him last year. and. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not from WA, but it's an early pick for them. Nick Naden, who was their, their pick number two, 2008 draft. And they've also, as we spoke about last week in inside trading roles, revealed their interest in Jaden Hunt yep. as an unrestricted free agent. So uh, that that's progressed a little bit this week as well. He's been over in Western Australia uh, catching up with them. And I think that'd be a fit for them to add some, some pace and speed. And he comes you know, for free, essentially. Yes, so yeah. it's all about list spots and, and how that could work out. Plenty more still to come on the Trade Exchange. We've got Craig Cameron from Gold Coast coming up next. This is the Trade Exchange for Rain, built tough for Aussie conditions when it comes to water heating. Ask your plumber to install a rain. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Play the Monopoly game at May and 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream, install a Ream, Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. You're listening to Riley Beveridge and Cal Toomey. Cal, we're about to speak to Craig Cameron from Gold Coast. It's going to be a interesting little trade period for the Suns. Yeah, Will, and there's a lot to discuss with him around, obviously, the acquisition of Ben Long, mm-hmm. interest in Tom Berry. Isaac Rankin is going to be a big deal, and obviously they wanted to, to keep him and, and how that one's going to play out from the Crows' perspective. Braden Fiorini and Jeremy Sharp are under contract for next year, but um, where will they be playing their footy in 2023? Yeah. There's pick swaps. They've got tons of selections as well. Um, how does it look in terms of their academy selections next year too? So uh, lots to play out from the Suns' perspective. Really nice academy crop of uh, crop coming through in 2023, don't they? Yeah, they do. Jed Walter looks a, a quality player. Um, as a key position forward. And we saw him play for the Allies, kick four goals in one game as a bottom major. And you just don't see that type of thing from tall players in championships. So he was really good. He was the captain of one of the teams on the weekend in the under-17s game at the MCG. And you'd have to, you know, eye him off as a potential top 10 pick heading into his draft year. Of course, you have to then put the runs on the board when it comes down to it. And players in previous years, particularly taller players, haven't done that. Um, over the years, but there's him, there's Ethan Regan as well. Um, oh, sorry, Ethan Reed as a, a taller type. 
um, and, and Rogers too. So look, they, they have a, a good basket of players. So I think you're going to be looking pretty strong. Just before we get to Craig, I want to uh, ask you about a story that you wrote in Inside Trading last night. We've already spoken about Tom Papley and his potential uh, to re-sign long-term, but Jake Lloyd as well, who is one of the uh, free agents that was still on the market going into this. Yeah, year's we wrote a few weeks ago that they're in discussions on a, on a multi-year deal. Expected that one to be finalised pretty soon now, likely to be three-year extension for him. Look, he's been such a consistent player of this. I was looking at his numbers yesterday as mm. well. He's played 200 games in nine seasons. He played his 200th in the grand final. That's good going. That's not missing much footy over the course of your career. And um, his consistency is really strong. He was great in that final, the qualifying final at the MCG. He kicked a couple of goals from 25 disposals. So, yeah, I think that what we've seen from, from Jack Lloyd across the years, you know what you're going to get. Yep. Um, he only missed one game this year, and that was the first game through health and safety protocols. And, yeah, I think that one's uh, headed towards a resolution there, having um, been negotiated for a little bit now. So we'll get to Craig shortly. He's obviously in possession of... Jack Bowes, as we as things stand, and a player that's a really interesting prospect going into this year's trade period. Run us through the sides that you expect us to still be in the mix there. And, and I guess as we report on AFL.com to you this morning with Darcy Gardner re-signing, do you reckon it changes the way that Brisbane views Jack Bowes and whether or not they'd still be in the hunt for him? Well, it's a big couple of days for Jack Bowes. He's, he's back in the country having been overseas and will be meeting a number of clubs um, over the, the coming days to assess where he wants to be playing his footy. And I think a lot of it will be about where he does want to play his footy. Geelong have had interest for a long time um, and they are among the group. And we wrote about this last week on afl.com.au, among the group who uh, are interested in him. Uh, Essendon have interest as well. Hawthorne have interest too. We, we spoke earlier this week about Brisbane joining the race for him as well. Uh, St Kilda have had an interest in him as well. Clearly there's a salary cap um, element to this too with um, more than $800,000 owing over the next couple of years in a, in a back-ended deal mm. they'd have to take on. And the prize being you get pick seven through that as well. So, look, I think they, um, in terms of the clubs who are looking at him, are going to be saying, well, what can we do from a contract structure point of view? Do yep. you spread it out to three years, to spread it out to four years? They're going to have to sell the vision around where they see him playing, how they see him fitting in. He doesn't want to just come to a club and play in the twos. He wants to be playing AFL footy. Yes. And where does he see the best opportunity for that um, at AFL level? So, yeah, there is a number of clubs looking at him and, and the Suns through putting up pick number seven have created a market for this this deal to get done. And really there's a lot of it that's going to be up to, to Jack. And I... I I really like Jack as a player. I think this year we haven't seen the best of him because of that shoulder surgery that he had at the start of the year. I think he can play midfield time. I think he can play half back as well uh, and really get the ball going his, his side's way and, and make some good decisions. He's a nice size, um, quality character, and um, from a character point of view, certainly, um, and play point of view, that the Suns won't be wanting to lose him. It's just... Um, the circumstances that they're in at the moment. We're getting a couple of interesting texts through 0419 One, I want to ask you, Cal, because you are our draft guru on afl.com.au. No one knows more about the draft than you. Uh, someone asks, is there a clear pick to after Ashcroft? Is Cadman worth trading up for or anyone else? Because I think what a lot of people out there, whether or not they're North Melbourne fans or West Coast fans who have read your stories about their respective clubs potentially trading down the order, 
is that if they were to move to a pick two or a pick three, is there a clear player that, or if, if their clubs were to move up, sorry, and, and go after Ashcroft, is there a clear player that they'd trade up for in mind? Well, that's, this is the, this is the reason some clubs are willing to sell or maybe the reason why the clubs won't be willing to buy. Mm. But if you really love a player and you really want him, you can go up and get him. And, and both of these picks are up for grabs, particularly the North and the Eagles picks right at the top then. For the right off, I think they'll, they'd move. Yep. But um, they won't be wanting to move back too far. And that's where you look at the Giants' hand, the likely hand come uh, the end of the trade period and, and what they might be able to do given they hold pick three and also are likely to have a stack of other selections this year. I feel like they are in a, a really good position to want to move up if, if they – do want to just make sure of who whoever they're interested in. So who's the best group beyond that? Cadman might be. It could be George Wardlaw. It could be Elijah Sardis. It could be um, Harry Sheasel. All these players are, are right in that, that conversation, I think. And, and look, there's also an evenness to it. Uh, whether George Wardlaw would be the, the clear number two had he played the second half of the season, he might well be. Elijah Sardis's... Um, Skill level, his inside-outside ability, his size might make him that person as well. So I feel like, yeah, there's a, there's a whole group of prospects who will have a reason to um, move up the board for. All right, Cal, we are joined now by Gold Coast General Manager, Player Talent and Strategy, Craig Cameron. He joins us on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. G'day, Craig. G'day, Riley and Cal. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Craig, thanks for joining us on the show. We'll start with Ben Long, who wants to get to the Suns. How do you expect a deal to get done there with the Saints? Uh, we've we've started um, conversations with St Kilda, and they're progressing. They're progressing pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't I don't expect that that will drag long into trade period, uh, to be honest. But it, it, I mean, if it gets connected to some other things, maybe. But at this stage, I think we can do a clean deal there. He, he's been a player at St Kilda that's played a number of roles. He really impressed late in the season as an intercepting defender for the Saints. What type of player do you expect him to be for Gold Coast uh, in 2023 and beyond? Uh, yeah, we see him playing down back for us. Um, uh, late in the season, he, he went back for the Saints and played some really good footy. Um, so we expect him to play across half back, depending on what the matchups are, of course. Um, we think he'll give us give us an ability to lock down, but he'll also I think he's got the ability to get plenty of the footy uh, if freed up. So he'll give us a bit of rebound as well. Got some interest in Tom Berry from the Lions across town. Tell us about what you sort of foresee him potentially playing um, for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we see Tom coming in to be a pressure forward for us. Um, and help. We're we're a side that obviously likes to keep the ball in our forward half, and and we can see that Tom would come in and and really assist us in that. He's a, he's a really he's an ultra competitive player. He's got good speed, and he loves to tackle. So he's got all the attributes as a as a pressure forward. Um, so yeah, and, and he's a, he's a high quality young man. So um, we think he'll really add to our group. Just on a lot of things uh, going on at the moment, Craig. Let's start with Jack Bowes and pick number seven in particular, because uh, this is a topic that's garnered a lot of discussion. Can you talk us through the logistics behind the, the salary cap reallocation and how this has come about? Yeah, we, we sort of, we took a, um, we had a look at which phase that we were moving into in terms of our list. We felt that probably, you know, back in 2018, when we, 
we started to to rebuild the list after um, Tom Lynch and, and Stephen May and a couple of other players left. That we had to go to the draft heavily, uh, and we did for for three years really. Um, you know, in 2018 we had we had three early picks, 2019 uh, four sort of early picks, and then even 2020 where we only drafted Elijah Hollands, we also acquired um, Alex Davies and, and Joel Jeffrey. So we went through a real phase of, of stabilising um, the list, bringing in some other players as well, like Randon Ellis and even last year with, with Marbior and, and Levi to to really stabilise the list and, and, and try and rise up the ladder. Um, and in that process, a lot of that time, we're, you're sort of collecting talent through the draft. Uh, we think we need to move to the next phase, which is we need to build the team that we think can actually get us to top, get us into the finals, get us to top four and and have a crack at winning. Uh, and and when you acquire a lot of talent early in the draft, it does it can have a, an ability to put some stress on your your player payments. And our feeling was that we needed to engineer our player to payments for the next phase so that we actually can take advantage of top end free agents and, and and players in the trade that are now showing a genuine interest in coming to our football club. And we need to actually find the the players that help us get take that quantum leap to try and compete with some of the, the clubs at the top end. So we're sort of taking a preemptive um, uh, shot at trying to uh, c- correct some of our payments, but also understanding that we, we know in our forecasting where our salary cap gaps are coming and we want to try and take advantage of that a bit earlier. So do you expect that to happen this year or is that more a longer-term plan to be able to bring in ready-made free agents and, and trade targets? I think it'll be 12 to 24 months. I mean, we've got to target. We've got to find the right targets. So it won't happen during this trade period. Oh, but just, it's it's something that we will certainly look to be doing in the next 12 to 24 months. Just keen to know, Craig, from from your perspective, what you might want back in a trade for Jack Bowes if he is packaged with pick seven. Are you looking for a lucrative pick back, or do you expect this to just be something that gets through relatively comfortably for a rival club? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a fair. So, so this. I mean, we're not the only club that's in a position that's that's looking for cap space this year. And the AFL has really opened up this as an option during the trade period. To, it almost created a third currency, if you like. Mm. Um, I know we've sort of been doing it around the fringes for a little while, but this is this is now a position the AFL is really comfortable with. So we'll, we'll be pretty gui- we'll be guided a fair bit by what is required to get the deal done. The number one reason we're doing the deal is to to make sure that we've got a we're in a position going forward to attract as I said, tra- players that we can trade in or free agents so that we've actually got the space to bring them in. So that that is what we're looking for in terms of this trade. What we get back from a draft position, um, we'll just negotiate that through as we go. But it, it's got to be something that sort of helps us in the future. Is this the cycle breaker for you, Craig? Is that the way, as you say, a preemptive shot? But is this a bit of a cycle breaker as well to say, okay, this is the time we take a little bit of stock of the cap and and get ahead of it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've taken, I think I've calculated, we've brought, we've brought in nine top 10 draft selections in the last four years and, and the salary cap just won't allow you to continue to do that and, and retain those players. So we're in a position where we need to retain the pillars, if you like, of the, of the team that we think will take us to success um, and, and we need to free up the space so that we can go to the market. So yeah, I, I, I agree. It's a cycle breaker, but it's it's not just that. It is actually a longer-term strategy to make sure that we've actually structured our payments so that it allows us to, to be in the game. I mean, you look at what a Richmond can do and a Geelong can do because they've, they, they've understood where their list 
sits, the things that they can do is 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 terrific, and we want to be able to get ourselves to a similar position. Now we we won't be able to have the same strategy as them. We need to have our own unique strategy. Every club has its own challenges, and so um, it's the it's why we're going down this path this year. We think we think this year is a window for us to do it. We've had as I said, we've had a lot of early picks prior to this this year. Uh, we'll still have a pick this year, uh, we believe, quite early. Um, we also have a really clear line of sight on what next year's uh, particularly academy crop looks like. Yep. Um, so we feel like we're in a really good position to make this call this year. Just on Jack and where he ends up, is it totally up to him at this point? Like he's, he's meeting clubs today and, and tomorrow and, and then I imagine we'll come back with a, a decision on where he'd like to go. Is it then basically over to you guys to just go, okay, let, let's sort this out? Yeah, basically, Jack's got it. I mean, obviously, it's his career, so he needs to be able to to make the decision as to where he wants to play. I mean, he'll do that in conjunction with his management group. Um, so all, all sort of all, all sides will need to be satisfied. But um, it, it's Jack's career, so it's it's important that he makes that decision. And just about, I guess, some of the questions that come through around how's the, the cap get in this spot. You've mentioned the the, the discussion around the the top draftees, and I guess the camp compounding nature of these deals to retain these type of players has that been a factor as well as the fact that across the last couple of years you know when you when you signed up Jack Bowes to that deal since then Raul and Anderson have arrived and, and took Miller's become one of the best midfielders in it has that sort of had an effect as well yeah absolutely I mean back in back as I sort of kept going back to this year but back to 2018 when we had some players leave we had to we, we we probably signed some contracts where, which we thought would stabilise the, the club, and it and it has done that. Um, but we've also had some young players come in that have sup- maybe surpassed. Some of them are coming in and, and played as expected, and some may have surpassed what we what we also expected. So it means that um, you know a player like Jack that we'd signed um, and had high hopes for earlier on uh, is probably finding it a little bit difficult to play in the midfield. I know he wants to be a, a midfielder, um, and so. Um, you know, you can, you can look at these things in reverse and wonder how they, how you get to a certain position. But when we signed Jack, we didn't have all these younger players that we brought in now. Isaac Rankin, Craig, he's a player that's requested a move to Adelaide. I know it was a, a disappointment to the club. How are negotiations progressing there? And what, what do you think you, you'd expect back in a trade? Uh, we've spoken, look, we've spoken, I won't go into details of what we'll, what we're sort of looking to, to get back in the trade because I, I think that's a that's a negotiation between us and Adelaide. But we we started um, Justin and Justin and myself have, have had a conversation around what we're looking for, um, and and we understand their position. So at the moment, those are those discussions are progressing fairly. Um, the number one thing for what we're looking for is fair recompense for the loss of a player like Isaac, who we think's got a really good future in the AFL. And it's someone that we've put four years of development into both on and off field. So it, it's important. We feel it's important that we get recompensed for, for that development, not not just the draft pick that he was taken at. Do you expect that to be one that, that goes throughout the trade period? Um, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. We, we, we've got a... We've got a number of things we're trying to achieve. We've got an, we've got an outcome that we're... An overarching outcome that we're trying to achieve. So... Um, yeah, it's not necess- it won't necessarily drag through the trade period. 
Braden Ferrarini's got a contract for next year, but Collingwood does have some interest in him. Do you expect that one to go through? Uh, I think I think that's a chance, but again, that'll be down to Braden. He's still he's he's contemplating whether a move to Collingwood is is the best thing for his career at the moment. Um, so. Um, I, look, I think that's progressing, but that will come. He has, does have a contract with us. We're happy for Braden to play with us, but we also are understanding that if he thinks there's an option for him uh, where he can play more AFL footy, and that we will, and that we receive uh, what we think is fair for that, then um, then, then we'll facilitate it. I think. Um, I think the thing to I think the thing that we sort of want to remember about some of these players is. Trade period's a terrific thing for us in terms of um, being able to structure our list going forward to, to compete and win, um, but we're still de- dealing with people. So, you know, it's Braden and Jack both are in a position where they need to make the decisions that's best for their career. They're not they're not just names on a whiteboard for us. Um, they're, they're people that have been have been really good at our footy club. So we're we're giving them the time to work through what they need to work through. Jeremy Sharp's another one who has a contract for next year. You've invested a few years into him as well. Some game time this year, some time in the VFL too. Do you expect him to be at the Suns next year or is the lure of, or his interest potentially in going to a WA club a real option for him? Yeah, for, for us to move Jeremy, we'd have to receive something in return that, that's compelling. So um, n- nothing's moved very far on that at this stage. Um, so I think it's just a wait and see there. Josh Corbett and Chris Burgess, two players that you brought in as mature age signings as part of that assistance package a few years ago, both uncontracted going into this year, uh, both have interest elsewhere. Have offers been made to those players and do you expect them to, to stay at the club or do you think they might depart? Uh, so Chris has got a contract offer in front of him from us, um, and we, we know that he wants to stay. So um, we're just working through that at the moment with his management group. Josh, we've encouraged to um, to look at alternative clubs if he if he actually wants to continue his career and, and get more games at AFL level. Uh, we've encouraged him to to look, um, but also talk to him about the fact that if if, if that doesn't eventuate, that he that he is a player um, that we're interested in bringing back. We've spoken. A lot already today around players who are coming out of contract in 2023 and deals getting done early. Cal wrote earlier this morning on afo.com.au that the Swans are in negotiations with Tom Papley. You've got a few gun youngsters coming out of contract next year. Matt Rowell, Noah Anderson, Sam Flanders among them. How are negotiations going there? Do you expect to open talks early to retain those players before they head into contract years? Uh, yeah, I, I would think... I, I would see us opening negotiations post-trade, um, the guys are away at the moment, obviously having a well-deserved break, but I, I would think post-trade that we can start having some discussions, some fruitful discussions with those guys. Hey, Craig, you've spoken a little bit about what you do with your picks this year, but you do have a stack of them. You've got uh, pick 25, 31, 34, 43, 52 within the, the second and, and third rounds. Are you looking to flip a couple of them into 2023 because of a couple of those academy players that we've spoken about in particular? Jed Walter and, and having an eye on how many points you're going to have to match for those guys and is there a potential flick around with what Brisbane might be looking to do with its point situation? Yeah, I, I, look, I think we'd like to come out of this trade period moving with um, probably in a similar situation to what it looks like for us in this draft hand now into next year. We, we'd like to move a number of those picks into next year. 
um, and, and ensure that we've got enough points for the bids. Um, we don't know where all those players are rated at this stage. We've obviously got a year to go through. And, no, we've, we've got Jed we'll Walter at number one, yeah, Craig. We'd like to move them. We've got Jed Walter at number one, I think. I think you're being mischievous, Kel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a, he looks a talented player, which is always good to see them coming through the Northern Academies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. No, no, we're we're, we're excited with uh, the talent that's coming through, but we will clearly play it down. <laughs> Craig, you got a couple that are still on contract going into this period: Levi Casbolt, Oleg Markov, Charlie Constable. Do, do you expect any of them to get deals for twenty twenty three? Yeah, I think uh, I think that um, we'll we'll work through that during the trade period with those guys. Um, so yeah, I, I expect that we'll we'll finalise contracts. Um, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Craig, it's going to be a big couple of weeks for you. Thank you so much for joining us on Continental Ties AFL Trade Radio. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Craig. That was Craig Cameron from the Gold Coast Suns. Hey, we'll take a quick break. This is the Trade Exchange for Ream. Built tough for Aussie conditions when it comes to water heating. Ask your plumber to install a ring. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Real Aussies are winning big with a Monopoly game at Macca's. Like previous Monopoly game winner Caleb from Victoria, who won a home entertainment package. I was shocked. Turned to the missus. She was shocked. We both didn't believe it. Pretty blown away. Download the MyMacca's app and play today. End 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. Not sure who can best take care of your European car? Your local Repco Authorised Service Centre is fully qualified to provide logbook servicing on all popular European cars. With access to the most up-to-date information and training, and backed by a nationwide warranty, you can relax knowing that taking good care of your pride and joy is our pride and joy. Book in or book online at repcoservice.com. There's a lot to like about Passload's new Trim Master. Lower maintenance. Improved performance. And everyday reliability all year round. Because if I want a phone... Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream. Install a Ream. Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. This is Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. Cal, interesting chat with Craig Cameron from Gold Coast, in particular around Jack Bowes. He, he won't be the first player from that 2016 draft crop moving clubs, though. No, he won't. And people sort of can criticise and say the Suns lose another player. But actually just look at the, the top 10 picks from the 2016 NAB AFL draft. Only three of them by the end of this trade period will still be at the clubs where they were picked. That was only six years ago. <laughs> So the three that will remain are Andrew McGrath at the Bombers, number one pick. Number three pick, Hugh McCluggage at Brisbane, and number four pick, Ben Ainsworth at the Suns. But in between them, Tim Taranto, mm -hmm. uh, he's going from the Giants to Richmond. Will Setterfield went from the Giants to Carlton, could be on the move again. Sam Petrovsky went from Carlton to West Coast. Jack Scrimshaw went from Gold Coast to Hawthorne. Griffin Logue wants to go from Fremantle to North Melbourne. Will Brody's gone from Gold Coast to Fremantle. And Jack Bowes from Gold Coast to question mark. TBC. To TBC. But it just shows the, the level of movement that's happening now. Mm. And, and, of course, all of this has happened before any of those players have reached free agency as well. So that might be a bit of a sign of the times as well. 
get to some of your texts. Mike has texted in about Adam Tomlinson and the word that was getting around about him going to the Western Bulldogs. No, he won't be going to the Western Bulldogs. He didn't do a medical there. That didn't happen, and that won't be happening. So you can rule out that one. Just on Gold Coast, a few interesting situations. I mean, they, they said they want to improve their list over yeah. the next 12, 24 really, months. Really quickly, I think what you can see what's happening from Brisbane's point of view is they're, all their uh, targets have been over the last few years, Joe Danaher, Lockie Neal, Charlie Cameron, Josh Dunkley, mm. um, Jack Gunston. None of these guys have um, backgrounds in um, Queensland. Queensland yep. So I think what we're seeing in 2020 has been a little bit of a, a litmus test for that as well. Mm-hmm. We're seeing more and more players keen to go to Queensland for a lifestyle purpose. And I think once Gold Coast really gets moving and pushing up the ladder, they're going to be the next destination club. So you have to be prepared for that as well. Kel, I've loved your work today. Oh, you too, Rob. We'll be back again 12 p.m. on Friday for the Trade Exchange. Listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Two juicy chicken patties with a fiery coating. The Double McSpicy is back at Macca's. Lucky there's creamy mayo or it'd be too McSpicy. Can you handle the heat? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who use the latest equipment, the right quality. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.